Yeah. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson cause I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Welcome to the Lebo Lion Podcast, the biggest marketing and entrepreneurship podcast on the African continent. Guys, today's guest is one of my favorite South African entertainers, broadcasters, uh, powerhouses. You know, ever since I've met this woman, her beautiful and generous spirit has changed the way that I interact with people, the way that I view life, and the way that I do business. She is such a powerhouse, and I can't wait for you to meet her and learn from her and learn her story because not everyone gets to have an interview with Ms. Kuzo Teledi. <laughs> Kuzo! Wow, Levo. Wow, now you're even making me feel... Ah, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much, Lebo, for... Everything really. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to be here. Finally. Are you are you ready to have a deep conversation? <sighs> Tell us about yourself. Listen. Share your story. Are you ready for Listen, it? Listen, Lebo, I've been nervous <laughs> uh, to do this. Yeah. And I think the moment you said this is happening, yeah. there was no ways I couldn't say no. Yeah. Um, not only because of the great strides that you're doing and um, the way that you motivate me every single day when I go on air. I think of Lebo Lion. That oh says God. it all. So I'm ready for this. I'm excited. I fun being. People don't know this, but every time Kutsu and I WhatsApp, have a phone call, are in the studio, we'll literally spend like 10 minutes complimenting each other, yeah. saying motivational things to each other. So if you hear that throughout the podcast, just know that this is not like for TV. You know, it's this not. is how we are together. Absolutely. So on the podcast, what we do is we ask people to introduce themselves. Sure. Because you know yourself better than anybody else. So who is Kuzo Teledi? So Kuzo Teledi, uh, let me start with the proper introduction, how everyone knows me. Mm-hmm. And when they hear that line, they know we are going. So look about what this Kurufamana Manu Bajuele, Kurufamana Kuzo Teledi, Aifam Beni. So I'm a 30-year-old um, woman from Mpumalanga, um, raised by a single mother, lost my father when I was two years old. Um, have four siblings, two brothers, two sisters, whole lot of cousins that I absolutely love. Um, so basically raised by a single mother, went to great schools. Um, and in between that, this Kuto Teledi was really, really keen and interested in her voice being heard. And I think you've mentioned this quite a few times. I remember you mentioned this saying that Kuto, um, and, and not only me, but everyone that follows you as well, that there's this one story I always tell people. And that's about how primary school was for me, high school was when it comes to speeches. And uh, you were that girl where people would have to leave the class so <laughs> you can come in and do your speech. Yeah. I was exactly the same. Um, yeah. Exactly the same. Had bad teeth growing up. Had braces for nine years. I wear glasses. <clears throat> same and thing. Same, same. <laughs> <laughs> and when it came to the braces, because I used to suck my two fingers, mm. It it completely ruined my speech because I had a lisp. My voice was deep. So I was this kuzo who was um, intimidated by speaking because of the voice, being bullied for the way my mouth was shaped. Um, And they'd call me fish face, monkey face. It was painful, but it was a learning experience. 
um, building the, the kutso that's sitting here today. Um, had it not been for those moments where people brought me down for why is your voice so deep when I call someone, is this her boy? Oh, you know, so <laughs> from that... that <laughs> and I'm only laughing because I also experienced that. People always wow. say, is this, is this a man? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but how? how? And you try to shush it up, but yeah. you can't. Um, so growing up, that, that, that feeling suppressed to speak up to be who I was, mm. was something that is a complete 364, the kutso that you're seeing now. Mm. Um, the same people who used to bully me and tease me, the same people that are, hey, kutso, Bowling. how are you doing? <laughs> you know, um, but kutso is someone who, who loves cars. Label, uh, give me any car, I'm there. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a car enthusiast. I am a voiceover artist. Um, I am, most importantly, a radio personality radio presenter radio host and it's great to be able to say this on an interview <clears throat> clear my voice for this it's also an honor to be yfm's first female drive time host on her own on the station so yeah this is your yes, yes. I'm actually, i have to clap for you on this one because <laughs> that is monumental people don't understand how big how big that is and i want us to talk about that a little bit later because sure. i just want to delve more into your childhood and how you were bullied and tease for being who you are. Mm. What happened? What moment? What happened that changed everything and made you say, okay, now I'm going to own this voice. Mm. Now I'm going to be Kudzo Tele. So Lebo, used to um, think you mentioned the teddy bear one where you'd speak to your teddy bears. For me, I'd write down everything that was in my mind creatively and what I thought would look great on TV. I was that person who would sit with mom and watch the 8 p.m. news, uh, see these ladies, welcome <laughs> to the 8 o'clock news. How? I was like, ah, me, I want to be that. Mm. So I started writing down scripts for myself. I would put it into our office door um, and I'd start reading. I'd close the door and my mom would hear me, welcome to the 8 o'clock news. You know, I was just practicing <laughs> how to speak confidently and imagining there's cameras there. Um, then there was also a point where I'd take that element and use it at school with the public speaking, um, with addressing people, whatever the case may be. Um, and I, I noticed how people gravitated to the personality and it wasn't about the voice anymore. So I think I, I, I started overcompensating to fill a gap that I didn't want people to notice, which was the voice. So I was just, I, I, I became more energetic. I was such a positive person. So, ah, Kutso, the positive one, not Kutso, the voice one, you know? So I, I tried to make sure that other things started to shine um, apart from the voice. Sports, I was into sports. Okay, you know, um, uh, captain of the nipple team, um, played provincially as well, nationally as well, broke my knee. Then it was another, you know, situation that now I feel timid, timid and scared to, to um, you know, wear skirts now because we went to school and we either had the option to wear pants or, or, or skirts or our dresses. Mm. Um, and I went to a co-ed school and also went to a girl's school as well. So now me breaking my knee and I've got this scar, I'm like another situation where I have to hide from people. And mm. I think when I left Mpumalanga, which was in 2005, and I came to Joburg, I went to St. Mary's Waverly Girls. Oh, my goodness, really? Yes. yes. Okay, that's, oh. another, that's another conversation. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> I went to St. Mary's Waverly Girls. <laughs> and my gosh, I'm seeing girls in, in these dresses. I'm like, is there no ways we can wear pants? 
And uh, we, we went through the journey and the ladies and the girls there, a few who judged, of course, you know, but I, I started becoming me. I think that was a pivot in my life where I said, Kuto, this is your time to be who you are. Um, this is a time where you need to realize there's a legacy to be left behind. And not even knowing that I was going to be in the, the entertainment or more, more, more of the radio um, industry. Mm. You know, I just, I just thought, let me just be you. You know, the scar is only showing the battles that you've, you've, you've gone through. And um, if anything, if someone judges you for that, then so be it. Mm. But I think little things started happening in my life where I said, ah, you know what, let's move through it. Um, make the most of it. Um, the voice, ah, speeches, drama, I was yes. there, you know. So that's where the confidence started coming out. I think it was when I started believing more in myself. Um, I started getting the courage from others, realizing the importance of a support structure in the high school um, and prayer. Mm. I won't even lie to you. I think prayer and the connection with my father really started when I started to self-introspect and understand my blessing and my purpose. That's when it changed. When I hear you talk about what you've gone through, what's, what's going on in my head is just one word, gratitude. Absolutely. You are someone who genuinely and truly lives in the spirit of gratitude, but you've been through so much, Kudzo. Why gratitude? There are lots of people who follow me, who follow you, who feel like, oh, Kutsu's just on radio, life is easy for her. Yeah. Or Lebo just, you know, she's doing her thing, life is easy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's easy for them to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Why do you live with the spirit of gratitude? Um, <clears throat> and I, I, I don't want to give and respond with something that's like, mm, okay, I really want you understand and I love the fact that you mentioned label that people assume that you live a grand life and of course yes gratitude is going to be there um I think losing my father has made me realize um that that time owes you nothing that time can take away everything um being raised by a single mother and the journey that I've personally gone through I've gone through a lot that I haven't shared with people, and, and that's because it's my journey that I'm still going through as well. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm grateful because I'm afraid of life being taken away from me without me being able to say I lived. I always have this thing where <clears throat> I think to myself, if, if God had to place an HDTV in front of me and say, to sit down, <laughs> let's watch your life. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just there complaining, crying, not changing the situations that I, I could have changed, um, being afraid of making the choices that I should have made, being afraid of the unknown. And I don't want to sit watching my life thinking, oh, Kosiam, I did nothing. You know, I, I want to say to, and I want God to say, you lived your life to the fullest mm-hmm. till it's expiry date. Um, and, and, and even with friends and family, I want, I want you able to say, Kuto, you're doing great. And sitting here for me is that already. It's, it's, I want to acknowledge you. Mm. Um, and, and that's why I'm so grateful is that people will take the time to invest in you. Why can't I do the same for others? Why can't I do the same for my life? Mm. You know, I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. 
uh, you're not guaranteed tomorrow, so I'm going to give my all right now. And that's where the gratitude comes from. Just this heartbeat here. Mm. This heartbeat here is what I'm grateful for. I love that. You know, with a lot of our guests with this podcast series, one theme that's been recurring is this idea that the revolution starts from within. Yes. You know, you have to be the change you want to see. You have to be the energy you want to consume. Mm. And I can confidently say that, Kudzo, you definitely are that, you know. And I think that's why it's so easy to connect with you. Because you're so authentic in how you do things, you know. And the interesting thing that I've I've experienced from you, the very cool thing, is that you will find a way to make a bad situation good. <laughs> like I'm always like, this is so annoying. How come she can always do this? Like something, things will be burning. Kuta will find something good about it and be like, no, this is the way. And it's not even fake. It's like real. You're really seeing that glimmer of light or hope in everything. And it's changed my attitude too. I thought I had the attitude of gratitude until I met you. Wow. Now I'm like, okay, adjust, wow. <laughs> you know? So wow. you were in high school, you were at St. Mary's. <clears throat> yes. They, they were our, I wouldn't say rival school. Where did you go to school? To Rodine. You went to Rodine. <laughs> <laughs> so we weren't rivals, but we were definitely sure. not sisters. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But there's definitely a culture in private schools of work yourself to the bone. Yes. You need to be excellent in everything you do. And actually what you're doing is not good enough. Did that culture ever impact you in a negative or a positive Ooh. way? Has it changed how you do business and how you lead mm. your career now? Sure, Lebo. I've, I've never had to think about what you were saying until now. Mm. And it gives me a better perspective because of the elements that you're saying, how our minds are, I don't know if I, I should say, fine-tuned or we, we organically just get into it and this is how... A private school girl is, yes. you know, um, you, your parents come through with the, 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 the best cars yeah. and, uh, or maybe you, that girl who, who's come a long way and, um, you, you just left the, from the, the, the taxi or however you got to school, but there's always this change yeah. when, once you, you enter the, the gates. Right. Mm. And for me, I went to boarding school. So it was oh, wow. Worse, yes. You know, because yeah. now we're getting to see. What you have from home, mm. her bedding, it's the most littlest thing that is always, always judged. And there will always be those five girls who understand, maybe 10 girls who understand. Oh, you come from Bumalanga, nice. Come, let's be friends. Then there's those others where you see it's a group of girls where you can't even touch. Yeah. <laughs> Squeaky clean, rich, you know, wealthy, but yet also still grounded. And that's what I appreciated about St. Mary's is that I feared going to that school. Um... And I ended up leaving, by the way. Long oh, story, not okay. the story for another day. But the pressure was on. Mm. From hair to the way that you dress. Um, and when I say to the way that you dress, I'm talking about your paint the town reds, your, mm -hmm. your, your social events. Oh, yes. You know, when the St. Yes. John's boys would come, K's boys would come. Yes. Then you see, okay, you know. <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't wear civvies because... Yes, uh, it would have been a disaster. It would have been a, been a mess. But I think that taught me the value of not judging someone face value. Honestly, going to a private girl's school specifically taught me to never judge someone face value. Mm -hmm. Getting to know someone's story, their background. Um, and a lot of girls don't do that. They, oh, you're from now? Oh, okay, cool. Mm. Your name is Kutso. Nice to meet you. Okay, you can come sit here. Let's do it. Um, there was never a sense of, family mm -hmm. unless you had something 
you know, um, and I'm grateful that I personally got to a point where I, I said, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. Love Samir so much. I yeah. love, you know, the, 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 the class, my class and, and the people that I was in class with and who grew me cousins, relatives who also went to the same school, but it wasn't the leaving. fit. It wasn't the fit for you. It wasn't the fit. So it where did you go after? Went to Penryn College. So I went oh, back home. Wow. I went back to Mpumalanga. Um, and then I went to a co-ed school and, um, Penryn College, I felt at home. Co-ed mm. is guys. I'm a girl's guy. Um, I, your girls taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like being in the Olympics for five years yes. when you go to a girl's school. You, you will be trained. You will be tested. You will be taken through the mud. Ooh. And I went to all girls' schools since I was five. What? Yeah. I, so. <laughs> I don't know how you did that. I didn't have a choice. Fair enough. <laughs> didn't have Fair a choice. Enough. And I mean, I know a lot of people watching or listening to this podcast yeah. will say, oh, two privileged girls just talking about no. oh, their struggles. No. But you know what? I think the essence of this sure. is about sisterhood. Yes. It's about judging people. Yes. It's about culture yes. and what you choose to assimilate to. And can I add to that? From me, it's definitely not from a place of privilege. Mm. Um, when my dad passed away, he, and I thank him till this day, he took me through primary, high school, varsity, mm. through what he left, his investments. And for me, that's why it meant so much to make sure that I, I didn't throw this opportunity away. I knew what it meant mm. for my siblings as well. They went to great schools. I made sure that I did not take for granted Again, the word granted, the opportunities that my father left me with. Mm. That's where the legacy for me started being real. Mm. It, it wasn't from a place of privilege, but a place of honor mm. to go to a, such a great school. And like you're saying, sisterhood, yes. But that's where you find out the true meaning of sisterhood, whether mm -hmm. it makes you or breaks you, yes. whether you are there to fix it or to leave it. Mm. And I think for me, I was intimidated in, I'm, I'm from Bumalanga, I'm in Joburg and is sisterhood, this sisterhood for me. Mm. And, and I think that's why I went back home to just rewire. I, we're in high school, you know, and I'm glad I did that because varsity made sense. From yes. the sisterhood to the guys and the girls to the mix of everything in varsity. Mm. But I, I just want to make sure that the importance of privilege and also where the privilege comes from, how it came from. Mm. Um, from me, it was from a man who sacrificed his life for where I've been blessed to be. Mm. So I didn't want to take that and I can't take that for granted. I love that you said that. You know, I was sitting <laughs> with uh, a few clients of mine and a few of them are famous people like yourself, you know. Halala. And they were saying, they were proud of their achievements and they were mm. saying, we don't want to raise kids who are ashamed mm. of being able to go to a good school or being able to afford certain things mm. because they want to be liked by people for suffering. Sure. You know, we all go through things in life, but it doesn't mean that financially, your finances have to be your struggle. Mm. You can still go through other things and mm. everybody goes through struggles because like you said, time doesn't owe you anything. Life doesn't owe you anything. It doesn't care if your dad's the president. Nothing. It doesn't care about any of that. Mm. You're a person. And you will go through what people go through. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. so that, that's very important. I think what I like about your story is you keep saying, I'm honoring my father. You know, yeah. I'm honoring the people who sacrificed yeah. for me to be here. Because they also didn't come from a bit of roses, mm -hmm. right? Your dad came from a hectic place yeah. and he 
built his way up. Absolutely. So for me, that's something I think we need to make more of a culture in South Africa mm. of this idea that as African people, we come from really hard places and we need to celebrate the ones who make it out, Absolutely. you know, because they are going to pave the way for mm. the rest of us, mm. you know. So I celebrate everybody's success. I love it. I love you seeing do. African people succeed. Yes. Listen, I will talk about you everywhere. <laughs> like, I am that person because I'm just like, when I'm in the room, I want the same thing, you know. I think it's so important for us to do that with each other. So you spoke about how you love diverse groups. You love... Boys Oof. and girls, you know, environments that allow people to interact. Mm. What made you so proud of your culture? Because you speak, I found hey. you know, we know Kuso hey. for that. This one is a what made you so, so proud of your culture? Ah, <laughs> oh, Lebo, <laughs> moving to Joburg again, I na kilipolan kabula wola, right? So when I, 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 I got on air and this was breakfast, a lot of people are listening. Mm. Sort of speaking, you know. And someone tweeted me and said, Kuzo, what language are you speaking? Yeah. I'm like, I'm speaking Spulan. And like, Spulan, what's Spulan? So I'm like, mm. I call my mom when we had a break. And I'm like, Mama, people don't understand what Spulan is. I'm so confused. Then she said, just tell them that it's a mixture of Spedi, uh, Let's on. Okay, now I'm explaining to everyone what Spolani is. There was one person that was like, ah, wow. I remember that moment. Then I went to visit my grandfather. Um, this is my mom's dad. And I was trying to explain to him that I'm, I'm doing radio now. And he's like, okay, so, then I said, um, you'll tell them that you're going with Kutu Teledi on, on the radio. You know, yeah, here it is, 99.2, listen. And that's when I, I, I realized he, he, he spoke so much of wisdom that day and, and letting me know about the Joburg life and don't change. You always have his Bible with him as well. And something in my head said, hey, I'm going to take this back home. Um, I need to bring more of where I come from. Um, I need to bring home to Joburg. I need to bring home to the airwaves. I need to bring home to me. I said, okay. Look over about this. That's what Grand said. And we don't call my grand grandfather. He doesn't like that. Mm -hmm. He believes that you, you can't just be grand. You, you are super. Okay. So he says, call me super dad. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So super dad. I'm in your super dad. I'm like, okay. Look about this. That's when I started taking time to learn my mother's side mm. of her culture, her language, Tsonga, right? My dad's side, Pulan, mm. Pulan. So because people didn't understand what I was saying and I kept explaining what language I'm speaking, there's a few people that are like, yes, we go so from home, we get you. Then I said, let me learn my mom's side of the family. So I started listening to Tsonga. I, I started listening to Tsonga music and, um, so I'm still trying to learn the language, but that's it. The fact that I, I could be able to say and speak the language and, and, and be proud of it, I am. Mm. Again, the important thing was for me to bring home to Joburg. And that was bringing my, my grandfather, my super dad, to who I am and to you listening. 
Oh, we yeah. pray super dad. <laughs> <laughs> because that's pretty dope. You yeah. know, I think being connected to your culture and being able to articulate it mm -hmm. is a privilege depending on how you were raised, you know? Sure. So for me, it's like, that is so cool. And you've made it to one of the biggest shows, one of the biggest segments on the airwaves in South Africa, mm. speaking life, speaking mm. your language, speaking mm. that heritage that your grandfather, you know, passed on to you. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, that is pretty dope. How did you get into radio? I mean, it's not easy Ooh. getting onto YFM. <laughs> and you've been there and you're dominating. How did that happen? God. Okay. Man, Lebu, I, till this day, I still grapple at how it all just came together. And people will know the story. And if, and if you don't, um, I'll try and crunch it up to at least someone to understand where I'm coming from when I say God. So I, I finished at, I went to St. Mary's, went to Penman College. Then I went to Monash University. Wasn't really feeling my groove. Um, my my sister-in-law, my brother's wife, was like, so you need to get into media, man. Like you're sleeping on yourself. Mm. Do something. Monash, I got a taste of that. I did a bit of a TV show, Nyana. Um, and then I, my sister-in-law was right all this time. And I missed that. And I kept missing people just saying, do radio, do TV, do something. Ah, yes, Kuto. I want to be an air hostess, guys. <laughs> you know, I want to be in the air. I want to be close to Papa in the skies. Yeah. You know, anyways, I, I, I get this, this air hostessing opportunity. Grateful. I'm almost there. I'm, I'm about to sign. But then taking you back, right? Um, I left Monash and went to Boston. Boston Media House, my sister-in-law saying, Kuto, go there. We go. Register. First week of our it's like orientation week, um, we have to stand up in class and say our names without saying our names. So whether you say, my name means peace, you know, whatever. So we can just get a, a, a glimpse of your personality, your creativity when it comes to your name. Mm. Cool. So Mr. K... Calls me after our class. First Mr. class. K. Mr. K. Calls <laughs> okay. me after the class. He's like, Kusa, come here. I'm like, hi. It's like, you need to do a voiceover for Boston Media House. <laughs> My guy. I know okay. nothing about radio. And so I'm here. Um, voiceover, I don't even know what you're talking about, my man. It's cool. Um, I've got another class. He's like, wait. Let me quickly call the principal of Boston. K comes through. Kutso, you've got an amazing voice. We need an open day voiceover artist now. I'm wow. like, I don't know what to do. What is a voiceover artist? They take me into the studio. They give me a script. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. How, how am I meant to pitch? Like, what is this? Am I selling something? You're just selling the open day. Just be yourself and read. Who I read. Then he's like, okay, emphasize on particular words because it's an open day. Be excited. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> And then, cool, we're done with that. Um, that ad or voiceover plays on YFM, <clears throat> on 5FM, uh, Metro, and other stations. Cool. Ah. A week later, more flavor calls me. I'm like, ah. <laughs> ha. <laughs> Wait. Then I dropped the phone. Because when I got to Joburg, YFM was the first radio station that I listened to. Mm. First. Never, never stopped till this day. Who was on the airwaves at that time? More flavor. Okay. Soul Penduga. Okay. 
um, I think it was Ada Rose at the time. Mm. I was there. St. Mary's, wife in. Yes. Boarding school. Guys, wife in. There. Okay. Cool. So, Moflever calls me. I dropped the phone. Then he, because I couldn't believe, I was like, what? <laughs> How does he have my number? Then I'm like, oh, he's also the face of Boston. Okay. I'm like, please, can you call again? Must I call the number again? He calls again. Hi, Mo. Why did you drop the phone? Sorry, Mo. I didn't, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to drop the phone on you. I, I, okay. Cool, it's fine. Cause I just need you to come tomorrow with a demo. I'd like you to join my breakfast show. Just like that. Just like that. Okay, God. Okay, God. <laughs> just like that. Cool. I'm like, okay, no, no problem. Mo. Um, just send me a dress. I'll be there. Mm. Cool. He sends everything. Same day, I've got an interview at um, a particular airline. Mm-hmm. I'm driving. I'm going to Ortambo. Okay. Interview. I get the job. Oh. Now, I'm thinking, okay, a hostess radio. Am I going to go back to Boston and record this demo? Cool. So I'm like, yo, Lord, what are we doing? <laughs> are we going for this? I see the salary, beautiful salary. You know, I'm thinking I can change my life here. I can, I can help mama. I can do things. Let's go with air hostess. Ah, something pulled me back. Drove to Boston. I said, guys, we need to record a demo. Um, so we record this demo. And then the next day, I go to YFM. Jeans, I don't know what to, I got a blazer from like Mr. Price. I'm like, hey, okay, I go. <laughs> Do my own makeup. It was a mess. It was a mess. Mm. Um, and I get to the 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 door, the wife door. So you go upstairs. It's a door, and you see all the DJs. There's a lineup of the pictures of each and every single host. I'm like, Lord, will that be me? Yeah, with the demo. Also, I don't know what I did on that demo, but we did it. <laughs> so I wait for Mo. He's still on air because he said be there at nine, right? That's the end of his show, 69. I'm waiting there. I'm looking at all these hosts, looking at more Flavor, Zama Dube. Yo, I'm looking at all of these people, Bonang, Promudiadie. I'm like, yo, Lord, I don't know. Okay. more Flavor comes. Hey, Kutro. I'm like, hey, <laughs> Hi. Oh, I tripped also. I was just amazed. I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> Pulls me in. We go into the reception. We go into the programming manager's office. Mm. His name is Tumelo. He said, Kutso, sit down. He has a demo mall. Nah, relax. Tumelo, Kutso, Kutso, Tumelo. Um, thank you, guys. Thank you for inviting me. Is that your demo? This is Tumelo. Is that your demo? He's like, yes, this is my demo. Takes a demo. Throws it in the bin. How? Says, you'll start tomorrow. What? See, next week, you're going to start on the breakfast show. Lebo, I won't even lie to you. That moment, I realized that the importance of stepping into a room with confidence, like it's yours, for the first time in my life, when you know who you are, but you still don't know what's happening, <laughs> but you still show up. Yes. That day, I said, God, I was dressed in his armor. He came with the shield and said, I got you. Trust me. Mm. That was on my 21st birthday. What? On my 21st birthday. (sighs) Now, nine years later, a week before my 30th birthday, Kutso, would you like to be the host of Drive Time here at YFM? Wow. So that's what I'm going to say to you, that it's God. And you're absolutely right. Being in 
and trying to get into radio, it's not easy. It goes back to the gratitude. I am so grateful to those who believed in me from a mere voiceover to say, this girl has something, bruh. From a voice. Mm. From a voice. How? I couldn't comprehend. I still don't comprehend it. But I get it. Still don't comprehend how a voice can shift and change people's lives. Mm. You understand that. Mm. And I'm speaking to someone who understands that. Mm. But for me, it's... I think this is a divine intervention. And... Mm. I think radio is just made for me to be a part of. And it's been a scary, tough, beautiful journey. It hasn't been easy, still isn't. Mm. But I'm loving the ride. I really am. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> Coming with the tears, oh. the beautiful tears, guys. If you know Kuto, she's just, <laughs> she will cry, but it will be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> but thank you for being vulnerable with us. That's such a beautiful story. I've never heard your story of getting into radio. That's so inspiring. <laughs> I don't, I don't get inspired often, but that's an inspiring story because um, there's a saying that people like to tweet, and they say if something is meant for you, it, it will be. come to you. You yes. will get it. Yes. You know, and I think when you haven't fully lived in your purpose or realized it. That kind of stuff sounds like nonsense. It mm. sounds like, okay, you're just being a motivational speaker. You're just telling me something. Okay, and then what do I do, you yeah. know? But here you are. You didn't engineer any of this. You just made decisions. Living proof of that. Living proof of that. And having faith. Because so you can't touch faith. You can't feel it. It's just something that's there, right? And you just trust it. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm, I'm still blown away. That's why I'm taking time to ask the next question. Because I'm just Take like, all the time you need. What a story. Wow. Kuto, you've shared such a beautiful story, you know, and I love how you live in faith. And you literally trust the process. Amen. But part of trusting the process is also knowing how to navigate through your career mm. and through the corporate space, you know, because yes, YFM is a radio station for the youth, but it's a business, sure. right? Sure. So how did you sustain your career? How did you go from that moment with Mo mm. to having the biggest show on YFM at the moment, you know, and how can young people, what should they be doing if they want to be media professionals? How do they sustain their careers? What should they be doing to make sure that they don't fall off the wagon? Sure. Can I be honest with you, Label? For the longest time, even from that meeting, that yes, that signing of the contract, um, through breakfast, I've done about 10 different shows at the station until now. I've, I've never had management. I've never had an agency. Um, I've had assistance with PR for about a few months. Then I started still doing things on my own. And for me, it was really hard to find someone who could genuinely assist me. I've, I've, I've had Mo Flavor, who's been a mentor, who's been a colleague, who's been a friend, who's been a brother, who's assisted me in so many ways to say, Kutso, don't, don't do this like this. Do it like that. You know, to a point where when I was reading Traffic, right, I was a co-host and a traffic reporter. 
um, I read Ontakers as Ontertaker. <laughs> Where did you find that word? My man, you know when you're reading, <laughs> you see something. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you feel like you're saying it right, but it comes out right. Mm. I saw that word. I saw Ontakers, but Ontertaker the, the, the came out. Yeah. After an ad break, Mo said, Kutso, I need to talk to you. Went out of studio and he said, this show isn't yours. I've got a team. I've got a team. Even the most slightest thing that you think is right, but you know is wrong, just do things right. That moment I realized the importance of a team, a working machine, being with someone who's a perfectionist at everything that they do, I respected that. That's when I realized that in this industry, especially radio, the most littlest thing, because it's live, and yes, people think that ah, they come in to work, the show's done for them on paper, they just speak to us. No, there's so much that goes behind from the producer, technical. And I think the support from the breakfast show that we, we did you know, in 2012, that, that taught me the importance of making sure that everything is spot on, mm. perfect. Getting to, to network and getting to meet the right people. Sometimes those people aren't the right people for you. And that, that's how the journey was for me for the longest time. I'm, I'm seeing my colleagues getting management. You know, there's a marketing manager. There's a PR manager. I'm like, what is that? I'm, I'm still coasting. I'm going. I'm, I'm trusting the, the, the gift, the talent, the platform. I'm trusting. Then I realized, hey, people are making moves here. How do I make moves? How do I, how do I get onto TV? How do I broaden just the, the radio platform I've been blessed with? Um, and Lebu, can I be honest with you? People would come to me. It was a thing of people saying, Kutso, I'd like to work with you. And I always thought it was me going after the people. Mm. And it was coming, it was coming. People are coming to me. You do traffic, right? Yeah, you, you're co-host. Jump on this. Like, okay. At the time I'm jumping on everything. I was like, oh, yes. But brands that made sense to me. At that time, I don't know anything about brand alignment. I don't know anything. None of that. Okay, I'm doing these little things. Now I'm, I'm, I'm starting to make a, a bit of money on the side. I started speaking to people um, at the station and they would advise me. Um, and there are particular things that I did wrong um, that I learned from. Um, music videos being one of them. <laughs> Whose music video were you in? <laughs> I'm grateful that Nadia Nakai gave me a chance. Yeah. Lebu Luko, my guy called Lebu Luko. Oh, Thank I know Lebu. Yeah. Love him. Love him. <laughs> The other ones that I'm not going to mention, yeah, yeah because hey, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there were, there were mistakes that I was making, but Mo would always pull me in and say, So just be careful of this. Mm. Be seen here. Go out more. Um, going out is tough for me. But again, I'll go back to allowing myself to have done what I needed to do without being pushed a particular way. I was just doing me, you know? And when I was doing me, that's when people would gravitate. And I, I, okay, I see you, I see you, I see you. Still no management, still asking. I wasn't afraid to ask. I absolutely loved, loved till this day, my child. Followed her. I love her too. (laughs) 
I love her. <laughs> Twitter. Hey. I went on the DMs. Yeah. Said, my Shaba, just want to ask one question. Right. And I'm not going to say, hey, Mashaba, how did you start? Mashaba, do you think it's um, great for me to have a manager? I work at YFM. I just need advice. No. I just asked her one question because I know, I know her background. And I think it's important for, for whoever you approach to at least know who they are. Don't come and ask from the Beninging <laughs> what you need to know. No, you know that. It's on the internet. You yes. can research. Cool. So I asked her one question. How can I do this? And she said, Kutzel, ask. Everywhere you go, just ask. This is 22-year-old, 23-year-old Kutzel. Just ask. And that's been me. Asking every single thing. If I don't understand something, why is Lebu doing this that way? I would research a particular person. Mm. I even researched the way that I just made sure I used the resources that were, were around me. I did. I went to events. I spoke to the right people, even if it meant waiting into the car until I saw the right person driving and parking. <laughs> then I jump out acting as if I've been here all day. Yes. You know, <laughs> jump in, speak to them. And I'm, I, I'm not a loud person. I'm, I'm an introvert. It's so weird. I'm an introvert. Um, but I love people. Mm. So I think for me, just engaging with people, asking the right questions, being at the right places, led me to understand who I am, where I fit in, how I fit in, how, how loud I am mm. to be able to, to be heard by the right people. Um, so essentially, what I'm saying is that it's very important for young people, especially if they want to get into the radio space, is to understand that you can't come into a place and feel like you're going to fit into a mold that is already there in the radio space, right? For me, I didn't know who I was going to fit in and fill in for. Came in as myself, right? I made sure I showed up every single day, every single day, even if I, people won't even know that I was sleeping in my car for the longest time, brushed my teeth at the office, still showed up. No one will know that, right? I still showed up when I had nothing and worked my way. I asked questions. And people think that it's about the following. Is it about the voice? Is it about... You will know when a radio personality is on air that they are great, not because of their voice, but because of their personality. You are speaking to one person, speaking to label. I'm not speaking to label and guys. I don't know if you're, you're with someone else. You're in the car alone. You're at home alone, speaking to you. So that, that's been the most important thing for me is not being afraid to ask, being in the right places for myself, right? I know where I'm meant to be. And maybe, again, it's divine. Like I'm there because I was meant to be there. Um, networking. Networking. I, I took that for granted for the longest time, even before getting to the radio space. I met so many amazing people. And I'm still sitting to this day, gosh, I don't have Mang Mang's number. But because I've been in the industry and I've realized it's networking, the connections that you have, social media presence. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, I started realizing social media presence and the power that it had, so when I started seeing first month on breakfast, 10,000. What? You know, second year on breakfast, 
50,000. I'm like, what is going on? I didn't understand the rapid growth of my social media. That's because I was always just being myself and every tweet that I tweet. And I know this is what you, you also do every morning. I feel like your tweet will go out. Mine will come out. <laughs> <laughs> but every tweet that I tweet, I'm tweeting to myself. Yes. Yes. Do you know, Lebo, I feel like I'm going everywhere with this answer. No, but, you're not. You're but, not. You know, when I realized that I need to start making my, my page a reflection of who I am, was when someone did say that you just need to understand how important your, your, your social media space is, how clean it is, how relatable it is, how your personality can shine from off air to socials. Um, and I sat down. I thought to myself, yo, guys, if I had to go today and my last tweet was, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I hate that man. And I'm gone. That's what I'm leaving you with. Those are the screenshots. (laughs) Her last tweet. (laughs) I said, no, I'm going to change this up. Yeah. That's when I started speaking to myself through the tweets. That's Mm. when people would, hey. What you're saying is relating to me. Yes. I was like, wow. And now here you are on a list. Top 200 most influential voices on Twitter. And that also, I didn't know. I did not know. Come on now. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) It's bizarre. Yeah. But it's well deserved. Thank you. You know, I think what you shared now in the story about social media is something that is so underrated. (sighs) This yeah. idea that this is part of your identity. Mm. It's not just a play thing. Mm. It's not just a place where you try to be cool. Mm. Because like you said, you can die the next day. Um, your next client could be looking. Yes. You know, the next young person who's inspired by you could be watching this and thinking, this is the blueprint, you yes. know. So you do have a responsibility to 100%. yourself and to others to make sure that what you're putting out there is something you're proud of. You know, not necessarily, it's not a PR thing. It's literally no. about you being proud of yourself yeah. and saying, I'm so happy to see this page. I actually like this person's voice. You know, <laughs> whatever that might be for the next person and it's permanent. Mm. People don't understand how permanent social media <gasps> is. You know, mm. there's some shows you've done, you did six years ago that we don't remember now. Correct. But there will be tweets that yes. somebody finds the yes. day. <laughs> Facebook will yeah. remind you. Facebook will remind you. Come you with know? the memories. Yes. And you're here, you're successful. You're the first woman to have a drive time show on YFM and you're not twerking on your page you are speaking your mind and using your voice that got you to that seat i mean that is profound in a world where there's so much pressure to do the latter you're like no i'm just gonna keep not to prove a point you're just being yourself staying in my lane staying in your lane I respect the lanes that people are in. Yeah. I respect mine and you know I love cars. So I yes. understand what it means to respect the fast lane. Yes. To respect <laughs> the slow lane. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand it. Literally, that's my reality every single day. Mm. I am not going to do something that is not me. Mm. I'm not going to attend an event that is not me. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. Mm. I don't want my time to be wasted. I respect each and every single person that I interact with on social media because I know that they've got a life, they've, they've, they've invested the time to engage. Um, and, and not only that, but also just realizing that 
sometimes it's okay to sit on the side and just watch, you know, just watch what's happening. And somehow, somewhere, your time will come to be, be part of this thing. And I think that's, that's been me as well, is that just watching from the sideline, um, I, I, don't need, I don't need to, like you're saying, do the things, although I love to rock my crop tops. No, you, you know? you'll fly. Yeah, thanks, that's great. your thing. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Every time I come to the studio, I'm like, hey, man, summer's top. coming, guys. I need to get crop top ready because Kuto every day, she's coming with these clothes. <laughs> and you look fly, you know, Thank and you. that's a good thing, you know. Sure. It's, it's who you are. Yeah. And I think the point that I was trying to make was you didn't try to be somebody else, you know. You were like, Never. but I'm Kuto with a voice. Yeah. My voice sounds like this. Yeah. This is how I'm going to tweet. Yeah. You know, you didn't say... This is what will go viral, so I'm going to tweet it. You know, you didn't say, this is what people are going to like about me, so I'm going to tweet it. You were just like, let me share. Organic. Organic. Um, I I cannot, sure, we can have a team and strategize what we're going to do to make something go viral. But like I said, I've never had management in my entire life until recently. Mm. Two weeks ago. Wow. You know? Um finally found someone who understands that element and that part. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. First day, Lady on Drive. Ooh. How was that? Mm. How <clears throat> was that show? What happened? First day, the Lady on Drive. And a lot of people in the beginning obviously asked why the Lady on Drive. So <laughs> when I went to St. Mary's, <laughs> they couldn't pronounce Te Lady. <laughs> Really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) so they'd say, thy lady. What? Yeah, that was the first time marking registration. Kutsu thy lady. Why are private schools always swearing at our names? (laughs) Ted lady is so simple. Simple, right? So simple. Ah, She said the T H E, the Mm -hmm. a lady. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That always played on my mind, and a lot of people always say, um, how do we pronounce your surname? Is it the? They always say the the. So someone was like, ah, when uh, the lady. Yeah. It's like the lady. That, okay, cool. Just switch it up to lady. Then, yes. Ah, kuto the lady. Sharp. Shaw the lady. I fumbling. A lot of people would say that. People would also say, Katie, I, I don't like my beauty. Katie? Katie? No. What does kuto the to lady? Oh, I, no. I see it. Okay. And they started calling me Mazet because How? Zanele, <laughs> my, it's Kuto Zanele Teledi. Wow. Mazet, no, it's not working. Yeah, that one can be cancelled. <laughs> Mazet doesn't know. Never that. Don't do it ever. Don't ever call Kuto Mazet, guys. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just wrong. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, <laughs> it's not the way. It's not the way. Okay. So, um, the, the lady part always stuck out. And it was a petrol attendant. I even forgot his name. It's like, sure, the lady. I'm like, ah. <laughs> You're the one. You're the one. Yeah, I love that. It stuck with me. Um, so I thought to myself, let's do Kuto, the lady. Cool. So obviously when the show came and um, the moment where they, they sat me down and asked me if I would really love to, you know, take on this role and, and this honor of being the host of Drive Time, I, my heart stopped, Lebo. Mm. Like sitting across our MD. But it was so weird because I already had the show name. 
And a lot of people would say that Kutso, even when you say by the way, to translate it, when they ask you who you're going with, tell them that you're going with Kutso Tiledi. Someone said, do you know that every single show, every time you say that, you're manifesting. Mm. You manifested this drive time show. Done every single show at Y. Every single show. <laughs> the only thing that was left was for me to do a show, a flagship show that is my own ownership. Mm. And she said, this is our MD. She repeated the, the, the exact same words that people will always say, you manifest, let's go. It's time for you to go. Hmm. Not out of the station, but next level. I said, nah, I'm not ready. You said no. I'll tell you why. In my mind, I really wanted to complete the 10-year mark of, of not continuing at YFM. I wanted, to, I wanted to finish at 10 years. Comfortably where I am, happy and grateful, understand my listeners, I understand um, how they understand me. 10 years, I'm good at YFM. And she had to come and say, Kuto, it's time. I did not expect it. I did not come... I did not come and go into Shoa. <laughs> it happens to all of us. <laughs> I did not go into that office thinking that would be speaking. I, I legit thought, Kuto, contract is coming soon. Because obviously with radio, we work on a yearly you know, mm. conversation. And that's the scary part, right? That's how, how much pressure you're under as well to make sure um, that you do the things that need to be done um, in terms of conversations and opportunities. Don't take them for granted. Um, milk every opportunity that you have, mm. right? Okay, Kuto, <clears throat> you'll give us an answer. Just think about it. Like, yo, I've planned my life. Um, there's four other radio stations that, you know, have given me also a beautiful opportunity. Kutso, this is drive time. And we want you to do it on your own. <gasps> and, oh, Lebu, I won't even lie to you. I just got goosebumps. I, I, I started panicking. I, I was like, What? Left that office. The next day, they, they needed the answer. All in 2021, during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And God says, a week before you turn 30, baby girl, you're going to be driving the station. Took me a week. Took me two weeks to respond. I was just... I needed to speak to those close to my heart mm. for support, more flavor. Um, our previous programming manager, I, I, just, I just needed someone to help me to understand what is happening because I couldn't believe. I'm thinking about the team. What? Where do we start? It's like you're driving an entire station. 
me a flagship show. Na kuto tledi. Wawujabushi. I was like, no ways. I couldn't believe it. And I had a conversation with my dad. I went to his 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 um grave and I just spoke to my dad. You know, I was looking at his tombstone. You know, when you feel you speak to someone so deeply, I haven't thought I saw his eyes coming through mm-hmm. the tombstone. That's how deep it was. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I'm seeing you, Papa, just talk to me. And he said, and also someone repeated this as well. And it's, that's when I knew that was confirmation. He said, do you realize that if you, if you don't take this one, Aga, you'll be giving your blessings to somebody else. Mm. A week later, someone else said the same thing while I was still trying to search the true answer that it just comes to me. If you do not take this opportunity, you'll be giving someone else your blessing. <laughs> Say, you. <laughs> what do I do now? You know, that, that was the answer. We, we tend to give away our blessings to the next person because of fear. And Lebo, I told myself that I need to get out of my comfort zone. If not now, then when? If, if not you, then who? Who is more deserving than you right now? Something said, okay. But that okay wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Just, it just felt like you're just doing it just because you heard. If you don't take this lesson, it's going somewhere else. Then my mom, she didn't know at that time. She calls and says, oh, Nakamara, when are they moving you to a bigger show? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that time you, you had practically the bigger show already. <sighs> and she says, when are they moving you to a bigger one? <laughs> okay, mama. Okay, <laughs> I hear oh, you. I mama listens to this and watches this. And Mara, when are they, are they giving you something? You know, <laughs> like, yo, mama. <laughs> okay, sure. And I knew, man, this was not just for me. It was for my family. Mm. It was for the hard work. It was for the tears, the sleeping in the cars, um, you know, asking for help here and there, even though I'm scared. I'm such a scared person to ask for help. It was for those at Boston Media House. It was for, it was for the woman in me, the young girl who was, who was pushed down so many times and afraid to rise. Mm. This was for me, you know, an opportunity to love me for me and realizing that you're actually good at what you do. This is it. This is it. You know, do it for them. Do it for the seven-year-old Kutso who almost wanted to take her life at such a young age, you know? Because Papa wasn't there. Do it for her. <laughs> and that was the, the yes. That could so do it. And the lady on drive, 
3 p.m. to 6 p.m. is what it is now. And I'm so grateful at the station till this day for the belief that they have in me, for the opportunity that they've given me, for the trust that they have in me to allow a woman, first time on her own, on white to do it. And I pray that I continue to give my all. It's hard. Mm. It is hard. But it's uh, the co-host that I don't have who is the listener that pushes me, that mm. drives me. That gives me that I mm. And it's a big switch from what we used to do on, you know, our previous show, 9 to 12, Crunch with Kuto. Such a big switch. Oh, now it's this fast paced. It's energy. It's in out. So, yes, I do miss those opportunities of getting to speak to the listener in that feel and that tone. But drive time, hey, we're going. You know? mm. So I'm also learning. I'm still, till this day, asking for advice. Um, I, I take people's feedback, and that for me is the biggest. And I think in radio, that is the biggest that you can appreciate and take from people. Um, my blocking has been on fire. <laughs> Big blocking. But I see they, 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 they things. Take it in, absorb it. It's feedback, right? And I block, move, you know? Um, so I'm learning mm. every single day. I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. But I'm learning and I'm grateful. This is where we're at. This is where we're this at. This is where we're at. Um, I love how you speak about the principle of being teachable and always learning. You know, you're never too successful to learn. You're never too successful to grow. There is no ceiling. No. <laughs> no. You keep going. You keep getting higher and higher and higher and closer to God. And, you know, from my short relationship working with you at Y on your show, thank you for the honor and the privilege to thank do that. Thank you for saying yes. You know you how intimidated I was. Were you Why? You know why, Lebu? There's something about you that I don't even think that you even understand yourself. Okay. Can I, can I, please, can I interview you now? Interview me. <laughs> interview me. Your mind and the way that you move with your words mm. shake my heart and my soul. And that's why for me, when, when Lebu Lion and Kuto Teledi, I was like, ha! <laughs> this woman is something else. And even when I started following you on Twitter, it, I think someone tagged you on something of mine. I'm like, why are they tagging Lebu Lion? I go onto your Twitter page, The Voice of Africa. I see your tweets. The Voice of Marketing. Okay. I see your tweets. I'm like, oh, this lady is something else. I go onto Instagram. You're one person that I feel like I wish I had when I started in the media industry, when I started mm -hmm. out on social media. Um, that voice um, when it comes to uh, besides marketing, you, Moto. And I want to say thank you to you for being... There you go. Literally, there my you voice. Go with it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm oh serious. I'm so serious. And yeah. if I don't say it, someone else will, and that should have been my, my voice speaking <laughs> to you. <laughs> you are such a breath of fresh air, powerful air. I know that a lot of people tell you that you're going to go places and you are. Mm. And I want to be there, you know? 
I want to be there and just learn. From, a, from afar, it's fine. We're here today. But when you said, yes, Kutz, I'd love to be a voice from, you know, the marketing side, business side to entrepreneurs. It's like, wow. Kutz, so if a label can say yes to you, girl, you've got something. And I just want to say thank you so much for being a voice for the voiceless. Mm. For making me understand more than just social media, but who I am unapologetically so. You know, you come onto an IG live. <laughs> the first time I saw, she had no wig on. I was like, huh, no this makeup. is what I'm talking No makeup. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was, I love you. I love this girl. Putting hearts there. I'm like, yes. Because of... You just say, throw away that, let's be real, guys. How often do you come across people like that now? Barely. Mm. Who can be open? So I just want to say thank you for allowing us to be a part of your platform, your space, um, and for mentoring me from afar. Oh, goodness. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> for thank, free at that time. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it was... We were so excited when you said yes. And we were like, Kuto even knows who we are. Like, oh my goodness. You know, I was literally so shocked. And I was like, okay, we cannot mess this up. Your team. Such a great opportunity, but also such an incredible human, you know, because we work on vibes at the end of the yeah. day. The energy is everything. And you can be great, but if you don't work with people who vibe with you and who are on that wavelength, you'll miss each other. You know, so I, I'm thankful i'm so happy that i met you i don't know how we came together at this time you know but i really feel like we have a very unique connection and it allows both of us to learn to grow mm. to create more and to create different you know so thank you so much it's it's also fuel your kind words your encouragement all everything that you do so you know even the fact that she cries every time we have a conversation <laughs> is this to me, okay, ladies, you, you need to be a little bit more sensitive, you know, because I don't, I am not that person. And I like, love how you explain that so nicely, yeah. even. Like, it's so nicely, Kutso. I really want to be like you and show, yeah. you know, that thing. It's there, girl. Yeah, it's just not going to come out in tears. Come out. It's just, I'm not that girl, I'm but that girl. I feel it's just... Deeply, <laughs> very deep. I love that though. I love that. But you yeah. know, your spirit of let me bring somebody up when I'm in a space reminds me of this Maya Angelou quote. I, I live by oh. this. I come as one, but yes. I stand as 10,000. Did you we know? not have this discussion, what, like two days ago? Probably, yeah. yeah. We were talking about when, when you rise, I rise. Mm -hmm. Maya Angelou, absolutely. Yes. Um, there's no ways for me and, and label if me sitting here right now, our drive time show, and I keep saying ours because it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to everyone who's put me here. Mm. It's that it's those 10,000, hundred thousand of, of women, men, young people who imagined a, a dream for themselves. Right. But also celebrating someone else's dreams mm. coming true. For me, I find that amazing and beautiful. Mm. That's that's that saying, ah, oh, it's just giving me goosebumps because label mm. when 
you are for the people and then the people are for you. When women see themselves in you and you see yourself in other women, there's nothing you can't do. The sky <laughs> is not the limit. Yes. In all honesty. Mm. And I've learned that. I will take that and say yes. There are people who are willing to support a dream that isn't even theirs, but mm. celebrate you and applaud you. What's so hard in doing the same for the next person? Mm. What's so hard in being kind? What? That's what also just breaks my heart is just... People not understanding, um, like we're talking about social media platforms and how words can either make you or break you. You know, back in 2012, I'd always walk into studio saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me from whoever it comes from. But that, that, that saying right there is what has, has put me here mm. because of people who believe and when one rises, we all rise together. Mm. Yeah. I think so many people don't understand and, and maybe our conversation will help them see what that looks like. Because yeah. they think, okay, Kutso's here. So if I ask, she must say yes. You know, because yeah. we all bring each other up. And it's like, no, you can't be entitled to it. It's energy. Yeah. It has to just happen in its own divine timing. You know, but I really believe that when somebody asks tries to live their, their calling and their purpose, that God will slot the right people yes. in there, you know? And also that in you being great, you are the vehicle that's reaching spaces mm. that other people can only do through you. Because mm. not everyone can be on YFM mm. drive time. It's never going to happen, mm. you know? <laughs> There'll always be a very small percentage of the population that can be in these important rooms. And for some people, they'll only ever be able to be in those rooms through you. Mm. So you carry something big as a person. It doesn't matter what you do, where you come from, what you're doing, you're carrying it for many people. And just that existence is what's bringing other people up. It's not you calling people to come. <laughs> if someone wants to come, they'll come to you. You know, if somebody wants you, they'll fetch you. You can't force it. It is organic. <laughs> like you've been saying. Okay, so if you could speak to younger Kuto now, knowing what you know, what would you tell her? Ooh. Hey, Kuto. Wanwa roll japi. I'd always start with that, right? Because, again, the importance of my father came from a very young age, and his presence was really important to me from a very young age, even though he wasn't there always acknowledge the presence of my father firstly. If I could tell you right now, Kutso, <laughs> believe it or not, you're going to be driving a province, a country in your dream car mm. to where they need to be. Believe it, Kutso. You dream of owning a Gushesha, you'll have multiple. Dad. They will come after you. They'll say what needs to break you so you don't succeed. But realize that those people who are trying to break you and mold you and craft you into who they want you to be are the same people 
that will need you at a time. Kutso, be at peace. Live your name. Live your name. Don't be afraid of the unknown. Embrace fear. Because fear is what's going to drive you to your greatness. Don't be afraid of your gift, your purpose and your calling. This purpose will make you cry. <laughs> this purpose will see you in different places where you see people differently and in the true element, but do not judge because you're no better than them. You're not greater than them. We're all equal. So Kuzo, go out there. Be the best that you can be at every moment. And when God puts you behind that flat screen HD to see your life, make sure you smile at every moment. Make Papa proud. Carry the Teledi surname proudly. Be happy. Um, don't be afraid to date differently. Hey. You know. <laughs> be loyal and true and kind. No matter who it is, where they're from, where they come from, embrace them. You are the people and the people are you. Be kind. And God has got you. Ooh, the divine blessings and miracles that are going to happen, you won't even know. You won't even know how. But it's God and it's your dad. That's what I'd say too. It's good soul. And yeah. hi from there. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, with that. <laughs> Let me teach you this before Shoa kills your whole yeah. tongue. <laughs> Let me teach you this. Can you take that again? <laughs> okay. Loko babutisa orofamba na mani. Oba jwele. Oba jwele. Kurofamba na. Kurofamba na. Kuzo teledi. And with that, thank you so much <laughs> for gracing us with your beautiful presence on the Level Lion podcast. I think you're going to change lives with just your story yeah. and everything you've shared today. Thank you so much, Kuto. <laughs> Can we do this again anytime? Absolutely. Five years from now in Dubai. Ooh, I love <laughs> this. Yacht. I love this. I love it. Label, thank you so much. You are absolutely amazing. What an honor. Thank what you. Because I got cash. Label out with the impact. You be like, that's a real fact. Come, let me teach you a list. Come, let me teach you a list. Label out with the tweets. Follow me back to my net.